Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 4, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2390, Licensure of Food Establishments Act. Senate File 2390 changes requirements related to hotel sanitation, home bakeries, food establishments, and food processing plants. The Act makes the following changes revises fee structures and increases annual license fees for retail food establishments, grocery stores, food service establishments, restaurants, and home food establishments, home bakeries. Requires a food establishment or food processing plant seeking licensure to renew prior to the time of the expiration of licensure. Adds a $200 general application fee for licensure under Iowa Code Chapter 137F with specified exclusions within the Act. Additionally, the Act requires an individual conducting an event to submit a $50 application fee 60 days prior to the event, and changes the penalty from a 10% one-time fee upon failure to renew a license on or before the expiration date to 10% of the license fee per month following the expiration date. Fiscal Impact. The fiscal impact would be an annual increase of approximately $1.2 million in fee revenue that the Department of Inspections and Appeals is permitted to retain. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on May 3, 2018 and was signed by the Governor on May 16, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, Senate File 2390, Licensure of Food Establishments Act. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 4, 2018, End of Session, School Finance Legislation. During the 2018 legislative session, the following legislation was approved that impacts school finance and state funding for schools in fiscal year 2019 and fiscal year 2020. Senate File 455 School Equity Act has two divisions regarding school funding in Iowa. The first division adjusts the minimum state cost per pupil from $6,731 as established in House File 2230 School Foundation Funding Act to $6,736. This provides either an increase in spending authority or a decrease in property taxes for school districts. Division 2 of this act creates a transportation equity fund 
to buy down districts that have the highest district transportation cost per pupil. This act was signed by the governor on March 8, 2018. House File 633, Operational Sharing Extension Act, lifts the five-year limit on operations sharing for school districts, extends the additional waiting program until fiscal year 2024, and allows school districts to enter into sharing agreements for the purpose of sharing a social worker and generating operational sharing weightings in the school aid formula at a level of 3.0 weights. This act was signed by the governor on June 1, 2018. House File 2230, School Foundation Funding Act, modifies and establishes provisions related to the funding of school districts, including establishing a state supplemental aid rate, percent of growth, and the categorical state percent of growth for the budget year beginning July 1, 2018, fiscal year 2019, and provides for other changes to the school aid formula. The act was signed by the governor on March 7, 2018. House File 2441 School Funding Flexibility Act makes several changes regarding the use of funds by school districts. Changes include the following. Early intervention categorical funds, $34.9 million in estimated fiscal year 2019 generated through the school aid formula, may be used for any school general fund purpose. At-risk and dropout prevention programming will be approved by resolution of a district's school board and modified supplemental aid, MSA, amounts will be submitted to and reviewed by the School Budget Review Committee, or SBRC. The SBRC shall grant requests for MSA that meet the school district's approved plans. Plans are to be submitted by January 15th of the year preceding the budget year. Specifies that at-risk and dropout prevention MSA may be used to pay for staff including, but not limited to, administrative staff, psychologists, social workers, and any school safety personnel. Allows at-risk and dropout prevention MSA to be used for any purpose that directly benefits students in the adopted program. Removes limitations on the length of time allowed for the terms of school district property leases. Creates additional allowable uses for unspent balances in school district's child care enterprise fund and clarifies allowed uses of home school assistance program funds. The act was signed by the governor on April 11, 2018. Fiscal impact. The acts dealing with school funding have various expected fiscal impacts. House file 2441 is not expected to have a fiscal impact to the state of Iowa. House file 633 will not have a fiscal impact until fiscal year 2020, at which point it is estimated to increase the total state school aid cost of operational sharing by 5% compared to fiscal year 2019. House file 2230 and Senate file 455 interact to form the estimated fiscal year 2019 school aid appropriation of $3.227 billion. The school aid appropriation will be finalized by the Department of Management in June 2018. Senate File 455 also includes a one-time appropriation of $11.2 million for the Transportation Equity Fund. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-238-2833. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 4, 2018. End of Session, House File 2446, Utilities Board Statutory Changes Act. House File 2446 makes the following changes. 
appoints a chief operating officer instead of an executive secretary to manage the operations of the Iowa Utilities Board, requires telecommunications service providers offering communications service telephone numbers to retail customers to register annually with the Iowa Utilities Board. In the event that providers fail to comply, a civil penalty will be assessed. This change gives the board the authority to charge a fee that would be set by board rule. Authorizes the board to charge all telecommunications carrier types a uniform monthly rate of $0.03 per line and repeals the established infrastructure pipeline inspection fee of 50 cents for each mile of natural gas pipeline and directs the board to charge pipeline companies with annual inspection fees directly attributable to the costs of conducting inspections. The fiscal impact of House File 2446 to the Commerce Revolving Fund is a reduction of approximately $65,000 due to the repeal of the intrastate pipeline inspection fee, assessing all telecommunications carriers a uniform monthly rate of $0.03 for each line is estimated to yield an increase of $200,000 in contributions from telecommunications carriers to the dual-party relay service, DPRS fund. Fee revenue will be used to cover program expenses. The act was approved by the General Assembly on April 17, 2018 and signed by the Governor on May 17, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 4, 2018. End of Session, Senate File 2417, Income and Sales Tax Modifications Act. Senate File 2417 has the following effects. Conforms couples Iowa's tax year TY 2018 individual income tax laws with several recent changes to the federal tax code. Generally conforms Iowa's individual income tax laws to the federal tax code beginning TY 2019. Reduces Iowa individual income tax rates beginning TY 2019. Modifies Iowa's individual income tax system by reducing the number of tax brackets, reducing tax rates, and changing the basis of income taxation. The changes are effective only if two revenue targets are met. The earliest the changes may be effective is TY 2023. The two revenue targets that must be met are actual net general fund revenue must total at least $8.3146 billion in the previous fiscal year. Actual net general fund revenue for the previous fiscal year must exceed the actual net general fund revenue level for the fiscal year immediately prior to the previous fiscal year by at least 4%. Expands the sales use tax base to include additional types of items and services. The expansion is effective January 1, 2019. The additional types of items and services include digital goods, ride-sharing, subscription services, online sellers, online marketplaces, definition of a manufacturer, and online travel company websites. Generally conforms Iowa's 
corporate income tax laws to the federal tax code beginning TY 2019, reduces Iowa's corporate income tax rates beginning TY 2021, Iowa's alternative minimum tax and the ability of corporations to deduct federal income taxes paid are eliminated. The Taxpayers Trust Fund is renamed for the Taxpayer Relief Fund, removes the maximum $60 million annual general fund ending balance transfer cap to the Taxpayer Relief Fund effective fiscal year 2021, makes the following changes to several existing programs financed through tax credits. Extends the Innovation Fund tax credit set to expire June 30, 2018 to June 30, 2023. Extends the Targeted Jobs Pilot Project and Associated Targeted Jobs Withholding Tax Credit set to expire June 30, 2018 to June 30, 2019. Increases the annual cap for the school tuition organization tax credit by $1 million to $13 million. The income threshold for grant eligibility is increased from 300% to 400% of the federal poverty level. Eliminates two income tax credits for geothermal energy systems effective January 1, 2019. Makes changes to the research activities tax credit. The changes restrict the types of industries eligible for the credit and require that the taxpayer also claim a federal research tax credit for the same research and the same tax year. The changes are retroactive and apply to TY 2017 and after and eliminates the taxpayer's trust fund tax credit beginning TY 2018. Makes technical corrections to the administration of tax law by the Department of Revenue and makes changes to the local option sales tax, hotel and motel tax, and automobile rental excise tax. By operation of law, changes to the state individual income tax affect the amount of revenue raised by the local option income surtax for schools and changes to the state sales use tax base affect the amount of revenue raised by the local option sales tax and revenue deposited to the Secure and Advanced Vision for Education or SAVE fund. Fiscal Impact The various state general fund fiscal year impacts of the Act are summarized in the top portion of Table 4 that accompanies this fiscal update. For Table 4, it is assumed both revenue targets are met at the end of fiscal year 2022 and the new individual income tax system begins with TY 2023. The first line of the top portion shows the Department of Revenue micro model results for the individual income tax provisions modified by some changes incorporated outside of the micro model. The second line provides the projected impact of coupling Iowa's corporate tax laws with federal corporate income tax changes, including provisions estimated outside of the corporate income tax model and the enactment of lower corporate income tax rates beginning TY 2021. The third line provides the estimated state general fund impact of the changes to the sales use tax base with the amount transferred to the SAVE fund excluded. The fourth line provides the net impact of changes to tax credit programs. The projected impact on local government tax revenue is summarized in the bottom portion of Table 4. The first two items are revenue sources for local school districts, while the third item is city and county revenue. The Act was approved by the General Assembly on May 5, 2018 and was signed by the Governor on May 30, 2018. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst 
with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. To see the tables that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session, Senate File 2417, Income and Sales Tax Modifications Act. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 6, 2018. State Appeal Board Meeting, June 2018. The State Appeal Board met on June 4, 2018 at the State Capitol in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved $17,486 and denied $354 in general claims as filed under Iowa Code Chapter 25. Approved $530,932 and denied $70,821 in tort claims as filed under Iowa Code Chapter 669. The board approved two settlements totaling $4.1 million, Thompson v. State of Iowa. The lawsuit arose out of an accident that occurred between a vehicle driven by the plaintiff and a Department of Transportation, DOT, snowplow. The plaintiff sustained serious and permanent injuries from the accident. The state has agreed to settle the case for $3.5 million. The settlement will be paid from the road use tax fund. Nickerson Pierce v. State of Iowa. The lawsuit arose out of an accident between an Iowa Prison Industries Freightliner truck and a vehicle driven by the plaintiff. The plaintiff sustained permanent injuries from the accident. The state has agreed to settle the case for $550,000. The Attorney General's office is currently working with the Department of Administrative Services to determine how much of the settlement will be paid from self-insurance funds and if a supplement from the state general fund will be needed. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for July 2, 2018 at the State Capitol in Des Moines. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275, and Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 6th, 2018. Board of Corrections meeting June 2018. The Board of Corrections met on June 1st, 2018 at the Fort Dodge Correctional Facility, FDCF. A copy of the materials provided at the meeting may be found on the Department of Corrections website. Department update. The Department of Corrections or DOC Director Jerry Bartoff provided an update on department activities, Iowa Statewide Forum on Public Safety. The DOC and the Department of Public Safety are co-hosting the Iowa Statewide Forum on Public Policy, which will be facilitated by representatives from the Council of State Governments, CSG Justice Center. The event will be held at the Iowa Correctional Institution for Women in Mitchellville on June 19, 2018. Specialty Courts Study House File 2492-2018 Justice System Appropriations Act contained a provision requiring 
the judicial branch, and the DOC to study the effectiveness and recidivism rates of persons assigned to the specialty courts of the judicial branch. The Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning, CJJP Division, will also be involved in the study. The study is currently in the planning stages, and a report detailing the cost effectiveness, including any recommendations, will be filed with the General Assembly by January 15, 2019. Facility Overview and Education Program. FDCF Warden Robert Johnson provided an overview of the facility and its population profile. There are currently 1,310 offenders at the facility. Typically, 30 to 50 offenders are released from the facility each month. Representatives from Iowa Central Community College, ICCC, presented on the Second Chance Pell program at the facility. The Second Chance Pell program is a federal program that allows incarcerated Americans to receive Pell Grants and pursue post-secondary education. The FDCF works with ICCC to implement the program. Race Trends DOC Risk Reduction Director Dr. Beth Skinner presented data on the racial composition, education levels, and violence and victimization risk levels of inmates in Iowa institutions. The board provided suggestions for further review, including a cost-benefit analysis of education programs and the program's impact on employment levels after release and the recidivism rate. Racial disparity policy. The board discussed a proposed policy to address racial disparity in DOC facilities. The policy is based on a model policy from the Association of State Correctional Administrators. The board did not take any action and will deliberate the policy further at a future meeting. Uniforms. Representatives from Iowa Prison Industries, IPI, presented the new officer uniforms for the officers working at IPI. The uniforms will be made in the IPI workshop at FDCF and worn by IPI correctional officers and employees throughout the department. Budget update. DOC financial manager Steve Dick reported on several items related to the budget. Fiscal year 2018. The DOC will spend any remaining funds on equipment and technology upgrades before the end of the fiscal year. Iowa State Penitentiary. ISP. The DOC has submitted a request for proposals, RFP, for a study on potential uses for the former ISP building. A portion of the building is being leased out but the DOC must continue to pay utilities and maintenance costs for the building until a plan is adopted. Fiscal year 2019, the DOC will receive an appropriation of $381.8 million, an increase of $7.5 million from estimated net fiscal year 2018, which will fund some salary increases. The DOC is currently working with institutions and community-based corrections, CBCs, to determine their need for the fiscal year 2019 budget year. Legislative update. DOC General Counsel Michael Savala provided an update to the board on several pieces of legislation from the 2018 General Assembly that will have an impact on the DOC, including policy provisions in House File 2492-2018 Justice System Appropriations Act. Senate File 2418-2018 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, and House File 2502-2018 Standing Appropriations Act. For a summary of the policy provisions, a corresponding document is available as part of the meeting materials.
The next board meeting is scheduled at 9 a.m. on July 13, 2018 at the Iowa Correctional Institution for Women in Mitchellville. For additional information, see the DOC website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 7, 2018, Iowa Finance Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Finance Authority, IFA, Board met on June 6, 2018. The Board took the following actions. Amended the delegation of authority to the Executive Director by removing the ability of the Executive Director to approve any non-budgeted operating or capital expenditure. Removed Iowa Jobs and Iowa Jobs II from the list of programs since the programs no longer exist. Eliminated the Executive Director's authority to select independent auditors and attorneys. Requested that the Executive Director have an external review completed on the financial comparison of rehabilitating the current office location and the leasing of the building at 1963 Bell Avenue, Des Moines, Iowa. This review will examine all available information on facility options and their associated expenses and is expected to be done within a week. Adopted the proposed fiscal year 2019 budget. Authorized the waiver under the Home and Community-Based Services Rent Subsidy Program to allow the program to be used for a home owned by a family member. Amended resolutions for three projects due to changes related to the federal tax code. Awarded a total of $50,000 in state housing trust fund grants to assist in the construction of two affordable homes in Waterloo by Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity. The funding is made available through the State Housing Trust Fund's project-based housing program. The program provides financing for the development of affordable single-family and multifamily housing units. Authorized the transfer of $650,000 in Iowa Title Guarantee Fund surplus funds to the Housing Assistance Fund created pursuant to Iowa Code Section 16.40 as authorized by Iowa Code Section 16.9 Subsection 1 and received financial reports from IFA staff. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 7, 2018. Grants awarded for water and sewer infrastructure projects. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, made 11 grant awards on June 7, 2018, totaling $4.1 million. The IEDA awarded the Community Development Block Grant, CDBG, program funds to support water and sewer infrastructure projects across Iowa. The CDBG program is federally funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The program enables communities to improve housing conditions for low-income homeowners, provide facilities for at-risk individuals, and make transformative improvements to their downtowns. The IEDA is responsible for administering the CDBG funds in the non-metropolitan areas of the state. The grants are awarded based on the benefit provided to low- and moderate-income persons, focus on slum and blight elimination, financial need, project impact, and readiness, and the commitment of local resources to the project. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, 
Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 7, 2018. End of Session Fiscal Update, 2018. The following article has five sections. The first three sections summarize the condition of the general fund, other state funds, and federal block grant funds. The fourth section is a list of links to articles on each of the policy bills that had significant fiscal impact or were otherwise of major interest. The fifth and final section is a list of links to the final action, NOBAs, for all of the appropriations bills. For more detailed information regarding the general fund and other state funds, the following documents are available. General fund balance sheet and support documents, general fund appropriations tracking, other funds appropriations tracking, rebuild Iowa infrastructure fund, technology reinvestment fund, environment first fund, skilled worker and job creation fund, and temporary assistance for needy families fund. General Fund. The 2018 General Assembly passed a balanced budget for fiscal year 2019 and revised the fiscal year 2018 General Fund budget to eliminate a projected mid-year shortfall. The information contained in this fiscal update provides a summary of general fund budgets for year-end fiscal year 2017, revised fiscal year 2018, and fiscal year 2019. Fiscal year 2017. The initial fiscal year 2017 general fund budget first enacted during the 2016 legislative session was balanced with an estimated surplus of $80 million. The revenue estimate that this budget was based on was later revised downward by the Revenue Estimating Conference, or REC, on three separate occasions, which caused the budget to have a projected shortfall of $130.4 million by March 2017. In response, the General Assembly passed legislation that transferred $131.1 million from the Cash Reserve Fund to the General Fund to balance the budget with a new estimated surplus of $1.6 million. After the fiscal year 2017 budget was enacted and the General Assembly adjourned the 2017 legislative session, revenue collections continued to come in below projections. At the close of the fiscal year, the general fund budget had a deficit of $13 million. In response, the governor transferred $13 million from the Economic Emergency Fund in October 2017 to balance the budget. The fiscal year 2017 general fund budget ended the fiscal year with a zero balance. Fiscal year 2018. In May 2017, the fiscal year 2018 general fund budget was first enacted with an estimated year-end surplus of $107.3 million. The budget included net receipts of $7.357 billion and net appropriations after reversions of $7.269 billion. In the months following, the fiscal year 2018 budget went through numerous changes. The REC met in October and December 2017 and lowered the fiscal year 2018 revenue estimate by $133.1 million or 1.8%. The budget also changed due to federal tax law changes signed into law on December 22, 2017. The significant changes that affected state revenues were the reductions of corporate and personal income tax rates. An analysis from the Iowa Department of Revenue estimated that state personal income tax revenues would increase due to Iowa's federal deductibility statute. Between January and March, the estimated impact of the federal law changes on Iowa was revised several times by the Department of Revenue. The final estimate assumed Iowa's 
general fund revenue would increase by $28.4 million in fiscal year 2018 and $188.3 million in fiscal year 2019. In January 2018, the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, projected a fiscal year 2018 budget shortfall of $34.7 million. The estimate was revised in March to a projected shortfall of $3.6 million. In order to bring the fiscal year 2018 budget into balance, the General Assembly passed and the Governor signed into law Senate File 2117, Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Adjustment Act. Senate File 2117 reduced appropriations by a net total of $23.3 million and transferred $10 million in revenue from the Skilled Worker and Job Creation Fund to the General Fund. As a result of these actions, the current general fund surplus for fiscal year 2018 is estimated to be $31.7 million. Fiscal year 2019. The fiscal year 2019 general fund budget passed by the 2018 General Assembly was based on total available resources of $7.641 billion. This includes the March 2018 REC revenue estimate of $7.546 billion and revenue adjustments of $94.4 million and an estimated surplus carry forward of $800,000. The fiscal year 2019 revenue adjustments include net general fund reductions totaling $93.4 million passed by the General Assembly and an increase of $188.3 million associated with the impact on the Iowa Federal Deductibility Statute of Federal Tax Law Changes signed into law in December 2017. The revenue reductions were driven largely by the passage of Senate File 2417, Income and Sales Tax Modernization Act. This act reduced revenue by an estimated $100.1 million for fiscal year 2019 and by an estimated $1.527 billion over the next five years. The General Assembly appropriated $7.480 billion from the General Fund in fiscal year 2019, an increase of $225.9 million, or 3.1%, compared to estimated net fiscal year 2018. The Governor did not item veto any appropriations or revenue adjustments from legislation passed by the General Assembly during the 2018 legislative session. The Governor did item veto an allocation from Senate File 2418 Health and Human Services Appropriations Act that will result in an increase in reversions for fiscal year 2019 by an estimated $195,000 for fiscal year 2019. The general fund ending balance for fiscal year 2019 is estimated to be $166.2 million. Of the total increase of $225.9 million in appropriations for fiscal year 2019, $212.8 million went to five programs and departments. The largest increase in funding totaled $93.1 million for an appropriation to the Cash Reserve Fund. This appropriation was used to help repay the Cash Reserve Fund for the transfer of $131.1 million that was used to help balance the fiscal year 2017 general fund budget. Other notable increases include $54.8 million for Medicaid, $34.8 million for state school aid, $8.5 million to the Board of Regents, and $7.4 million to the Department of Corrections. All other agencies and programs received a net increase of $16 million. The combined balances in the state's reserve funds are estimated to total $762.1 million for fiscal year 2019, 
which fills the reserves to the statutory maximum of 10% of the adjusted revenue estimate. In addition, this is an increase of $138 million compared to the fiscal year 2018 reserve balance. For fiscal year 2019, the General Assembly appropriated $1.194 billion from non-general fund sources, which represents a decrease of $5.6 million, or 0.5%, compared to estimated net fiscal year 2018. Approximately 70% of the fiscal year 2019 other fund appropriations were from four sources, the Primary Road Fund, PRF, Healthcare Trust Fund, Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, or RIIF, and Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, or TANF Fund. Legislation with Significant Impact House File 2446, Utilities Board Statutory Changes Senate File 2390, Licensure of Food Establishments, School Finance Legislation Senate File 2417, Income and Sales Tax Modifications Act House File 2440, Water Quality Program Technical Corrections Act, Senate File 2388, Telecommunications Property Taxation, Senate File 2099, Probate Small Estates, House File 2478, Sales Tax on Construction Equipment Purchased by Dealers, Senate File 2407, Raceway Facility Sales Tax Rebate Modification, Senate File 359, Prohibiting and Requiring Certain Actions Relating to a Fetus, Senate File 2311, Energy Utilities, House File 2377, Opioid Regulation, Senate File 2117, Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Adjustment Act, Senate File 2349, Association Health Plans, House File 2456, Mental Health Complex Services Needs Work Group, House File 2255, Contraband in Prison, House File 2235, Statewide Student Assessments, House File 2467, School Student Lunches, Senate File 475, Education Omnibus, Senate File 512, Water Quality Act, House File 2442, Concussion Injuries School Policies, Senate File 2059, Property Tax Assessment, Electronic Delivery of Notices, Senate File 2113, Suicide Prevention Training, Senate File 2114, Education Laws, Code Corrections and Clarifications, Senate File 2227, County Resolution Publishing, House File 2343, Statutory Construction, Explicit Delegation of Authority, House File 2349, Excluded Gamblers, Racing and Gaming Commission Regulation, Senate File 2165, Victim Compensation, House File 2338, Operating While Intoxicated, Temporary Restricted Licenses, House File 2258, Flood Project Fund Act, Senate File 2366, Veterans Affairs Commission and Trust Fund Expenditures Act, House File 2297, Boiler Inspections, House File 2321, Unemployment Compensation, Workforce Development Department, and Senate File 2163, Lighting Devices or Reflectors on Department of Transportation Vehicles or Equipment Used for Snow and Ice Treatment or Removal. Final Action on Appropriations Acts. Senate File 2416, Administration and Regulation Appropriations Act, House File 2491, Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act, House File 2493, Economic Development Appropriations Act, Senate File 2415, Education Appropriations Act, Senate File 2418, Health and Human Services Appropriations Act, House File 2495, Judicial Branch Appropriations Act, House File 2492, Justice System Appropriations Act. House File 2494, Transportation Appropriations Act. Senate File 2414, Infrastructure Appropriations Act. House File 2502, Standing Appropriations Act. 
and Senate File 2117, Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Adjustment Act. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Holly Lyons, Fiscal Services Division Director of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7845, Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934, and Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. To see the tables that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled End of Session Fiscal Update 2018. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 7, 2018. Audit, UNI College of Education, Step R2S Programs. Audit Report, on May 24, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of the Sustainable Tourism and Environment Program, Step, and the Recreation Research and Services, R2S Program, at the University of Northern Iowa, UNI, College of Education, for the period of July 1, 2009 through June 30, 2016. The programs were part of the School of Health, Physical Education and Leisure Services, or HPELS, during the period covered by the investigation. In 2017, HPELS was renamed the School of Kinesiology, Allied Health and Human Services. The special investigation was requested by the university as a result of of concerns regarding actions taken by Dr. Samuel Lankford, the former director of STEP-R2S, who was employed by HPELS from August 20, 2001, until his resignation on July 15, 2015. Findings. The special investigation identified $14,957 of collections diverted from STEP-R2S and improperly deposited to Dr. Langford's personal bank account. The improper deposits involved three checks issued by the Arctic Winter Games International Committee. Records show that the university issued a report for the committee in 2014 entitled, quote, Personal and Social Benefits of Participation in the 2014 Arctic Winter Games, end quote. Therefore, the $14,957 should have been deposited with the university and not to Dr. Langford's personal account. A lack of adequate documentation from the university and for Dr. Langford's personal accounts prevented auditors from determining whether there were any previous undeposited collections. In addition, the investigation identified two bank accounts at the UNI Credit Union which were related to a student organization just for kicks. Dr. Langford was a joint account holder on both accounts. Disbursements from the accounts were not supported by documentation, but auditors found that the payments made were reasonable for the program's operations based on reviewing the payees and the descriptions of the checks. Recommendations. The report includes recommendations to strengthen the university's internal controls over bank accounts established for organizations outside the UNI accounting system and to maintain supporting documentation for all receipts and disbursements from the accounts. The full report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. 
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 7, 2018, Audit, Tama County, Daycare, Kids Corner. Audit Report, on May 24, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of Tama County Daycare Incorporated doing business as Kids Corner for the period of December 8, 2009 through May 31, 2016. The special investigation was requested by the Kids Corner Board in conjunction with the Tama County Sheriff's Office as a result of concerns regarding credit card purchases made by the former Executive Director Christine Daniel. Findings. The special investigation identified $278,363 of improper and unsupported disbursements, undeposited collections, and foregone grant revenue. The improper and unsupported disbursements totaled $120,724, including $55,523 of purchases made on Kids Corner's credit cards, $56,369 in unauthorized payroll and reimbursements issued to or for Ms. Daniel, $5,141 of penalties and interest incurred for non-payment of payroll taxes to the federal and state governments, and $3,650 of purchases from various vendors. The undeposited collections totaled $63,638, consisting of cash payments from Parents for Child Care Services. The payments were recorded in the Kids' Corner accounting system but not deposited to the organization's bank accounts. The foregone grant revenue consisted of $94,000 that Kids' Corner could have received through the Department of Education to supplement its grocery purchases for meals served. The department reported that Ms. Daniel never responded to notices sent to inform her that Kids Corner's participation in the program would be terminated if the application was not renewed. Kids Corner was removed from the program and received no additional grant funding after October 17, 2014. The report notes that due to inadequate documentation, it was not possible to determine whether additional amounts were improperly dispersed or not properly deposited. Recommendations The report includes recommendations to strengthen the Kids Corner's internal controls and operations, such as improvements to segregation of duties, requirements for detailed supporting documentation for all disbursements, and designing an independent person to reconcile Kids Corner's accounting records to the bank statements. The full report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 8, 2018. Audit, UNI Study Abroad Center, Office of International Programs. Audit Report, on June 7, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of the University of Northern Iowa's UNI Study Abroad Center, Office of Internal Programs, for the period of July 1, 2011 through June 30, 2014. The special investigation was requested because of concerns about transactions authorized by the former director, Dr. Yana Cornish. Findings. The special investigation identified $6,691 of improper and unsupported disbursements and undeposited collections. The improper and unsupported disbursements totaled $5,769 and include hospitality and catering costs, 
that did not comply with university policies and the cost for a visa for Dr. Cornish's daughter. The undeposited collections totaled $922 and include reimbursements Dr. Cornish received for costs paid for with her university procurement card. The university identified the undeposited reimbursements and withheld the amount from Dr. Cornish's final salary payment. The report notes that due to inadequate records, it was not possible to determine whether additional amounts were improperly dispersed or additional collections not properly deposited. Recommendations. The report includes recommendations to strengthen the university's internal controls, including improving segregation of duties, independent reviews of amounts deposited, and maintaining adequate documentation to properly support collections. The full report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 8, 2018. Audit, City of Huxley Fire and Rescue Association. Audit Report. On June 7, 2018, the Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of the City of Huxley Fire and Rescue Association for the period of January 1, 2012 through April 30, 2017. The special investigation was requested by Fire Chief Chad Anthony as a result of concerns regarding certain financial transactions of the Huxley Fire and Rescue Association. Findings. The special investigation identified $5,581 of improper and unsupported disbursements from the funds collected by the association. The improper disbursements total $2,732 and include cash payments to individuals, cashier's checks issued to vendors, debit card purchases, and purchases at Sam's Club. The bank documents associated with these transactions were signed by the former treasurer and co-signed by the former president of the association. The unsupported disbursements total $2,849 and include payments to flower shops, debit card purchases at Hickory Park in Ames, and debit card purchases at Chili's Restaurant in Ankeny. The report notes that due to inadequate records, it was not possible to determine whether additional amounts were improperly dispersed or whether all donations and fundraiser collections were properly deposited. Recommendations. The report includes recommendations to strengthen the association's internal controls, including segregation of duties, maintaining detailed supporting documentation for all expenditures, and maintaining adequate financial records. The full report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 12, 2018. Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Council Meeting, June 2018. The Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, ILEA Council, met in the ILEA building at Camp Dodge on June 7, 2018. The minutes from the last regular meeting were approved as well as the items for the consent agenda. Waivers and extensions. The council granted waivers and extensions relating to individuals with the Marion County Sheriff's Office and the Marmac Police Department. Director report. ILEA Director Judy Bradshaw reported on several items. 280th and 281st Basics. Graduations for the 280th and 281st Basics will be held on August 15, 2018. Building update. Governor Reynolds signed Senate File 2414, Fiscal Year 2018 Infrastructure Appropriations Act, 
which includes a two-year appropriation to the ILEA to remodel the existing facility. Fiscal year 2019, the ILEA will receive an appropriation of $1.4 million to conduct a study and begin work on the remodel. Director Bradshaw is working with the Department of Administrative Services, or DAS, to form a remodeling plan. Fiscal year 2020, the ILEA will receive an appropriation of $10.8 million to fund the building remodel project. Fee schedule. No changes to the fee schedule are recommended for fiscal year 2019. Personnel updates. Assistant Director Kim Wadding recently retired and the ILEA is currently in the process of filling the position. The next council meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. on August 2, 2018 at the ILEA building at Camp Dodge. For additional information, see the ILEA website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 18, 2018. Transportation Commission Meeting, June 2018. Des Moines. The Transportation Commission met on June 12, 2018 in Des Moines. The following topics were covered. Commission Tour. The Commission discussed its tour the previous day of select central Iowa cities and highways. 2019 through 2023 Iowa Transportation Improvement Program. The Commission approved the updated five-year transportation improvement program. The program forecasts $3.4 billion of state and federal funds for highway construction over the next five years. The Commission also approved the use of condemnation authority for highway construction projects and approved the temporary transfer of Revitalizing Iowa's Second Economy, or RISE, to the primary road fund per Iowa Code Section 315.3 for fiscal year 2019 if necessary. Administrative Rules The Commission discussed and approved the following rulemakings. 761 Iowa Administrative Code 700 Aeronautics Administration, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 710 Airport Improvement Program, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 715 Air Service Development Program, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 716 Commercial Service Vertical Infrastructure Program, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 717 General Aviation Vertical Infrastructure Program, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 802 Reporting of Railroad Accidents Slash Incidents, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 822 Railroad Revolving Loan and Grant Fund Program, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 800 Items of General Application for Railroads, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 810 Railroad Safety Standards, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 813 Close Clearance Warning Signs Along Railroad Tracks, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 161 Federal Aid Highway Bridge Program, 761 Iowa Administrative Code 162 Surface Transportation Block Grant Program, and 761 Iowa Administrative Code 174 Reimbursable Services and Supplies. Public Input Session. The Commission held a public input session. Some of the presenters included Chris Coleman, member of the Des Moines City Council, discussed ongoing and upcoming projects in the City of Des Moines. Steve Geyer, Mayor of West Des Moines, discussed growth in the metropolitan area and projects within the Des Moines Metropolitan Planning Organization, MPO, area. Al Graff, Director of Operations for the Des Moines International Airport, discussed the timeline for a new terminal building and other improvements at the airport. 
Daniel Scott, Boone City Engineer, discussed proposed projects, including an overpass project over a rail line. Stephen Carter, president of the Iowa State Research Park, discussed the park and proposed recognizing research parks as unique entities that could submit for funding not tied to specific projects. Adam Schweers of the U.S. 30 Highway Coalition highlighted the economic impact of Highway 30. Beth Danowski and delegates from the East Central Iowa Transportation Coalition discussed issues concerning business growth and commercial trucking issues in the area. Aaron Hockman from Des Moines Area Regional Transit Authority, or DART, discussed the transit system in the Des Moines metropolitan area and upcoming projects. The Commission also heard from other organizations and citizens sharing concerns over transportation-related projects. The next meeting of the Commission is scheduled for July 10th in Ames. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-729-7755. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 18, 2018, Natural Resource Commission Meeting and Tour. Natural Resource Tour. The Natural Resource Commission toured areas in Northeast Iowa on June 13, 2018. Representative Michael Bergen was also in attendance. Presentations were made on the following topics. Fort Atkinson State Preserve. Park Ranger Jeff Hildebrand provided an overview of the preserve, which has the remains of a federal fort that was built in the 1840s. Fort Atkinson was established to monitor the Ho-Chunk Winnebago Nation, which was moved from Wisconsin to Northeast Iowa. Silver Creek Watershed Project, which was funded with Federal Clean Water Act Section 319 program funding. Steve Conrady, Department of Natural Resources, DNR, and his team discussed the project, which implemented several water quality improvement measures, reducing sediment loading by 15,000 tons per year and reducing phosphorus by 19,000 tons per year. The DNR restocked Mullen Creek and Silver Creek with brook trout due to the improvements in the water quality. Upper Iowa River Project. This project included the repair and restoration of the lower dam bank, which sustained damage in the 2008 flood. Terry Hainfeld, DNR, discussed the steps taken to repair and improve the area. A fish hatchery located near Decorah, Iowa that was renamed as the Chuck Gipp Decorah Fish Hatchery in honor of the recently retired DNR Director Chuck Gipp. The Natural Resource Commission had approved the name change at a previous meeting. Natural Resource Meeting. The Natural Resource Commission met at Luther College in Decorah on June 14, 2018. The following agenda items were approved. Deer Management Zone Hunts in 57 Locations. These hunts are held in city public areas to control the deer population. Each approved hunt has specific dates, weapons that are allowed during the hunt, license types, and quotas. A loan of $250,000 to the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation for land adjacent to the Yellow River State Forest. A contract amendment for additional dredging at Lake Manawa in Council Bluffs. The amount was $99,000 and was funded from the Lake Restoration Fund. The following land acquisition projects. 
Iowa River Corridor Wildlife Management Area in Iowa County. This included 21 acres for $25,000. Funding was from federal funds. West Fork Wildlife Management Area in Palo Alto County. This included 55 acres which were donated by Gene Fredrickson of Fredrickson Farms. Iowa River Corridor Wildlife Management Area in Benton County. This included 28 acres for the purchase price of $25,000. Funding was from federal funds. Lus Hills State Forest in Harrison County. There were two purchases. The first included three acres for the purchase price of $25,000. The land has a mix of forest and grassland. The second purchase was for 10 acres for $25,000. The land is located on a steep slope and will be used for public hunting. Funding for both purchases was from the Resource Enhancement and Protection or REAP fund. Hogsback Marsh Waterfowl Production Area in Winnebago County. This included 59 acres for a price of $183,000. Funding is from federal funds and the approval of a contract for the design of a replacement drain valve for the dam at Lake Geode State Park. The amount was $37,000 and funded from the Lake Restoration Fund. Yellow River State Forest. Scott Michelson, DNR, provided a tour of the Yellow River State Forest, including a tour of the Luster Heights Correctional Facility property, which is being transferred by the department to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in exchange for the Federal McGregor District Office of the Upper Mississippi River National Wildlife and Fish Refuge. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 22, 2018. Iowa Great Places Citizen Advisory Board meeting. The Iowa Great Places Citizen Advisory Board met on June 20, 2018. The board reviewed five applications for areas to be designated Great Places and 11 applications for areas to be redesignated Great Places. The board approved one application to designate Cedar County a Great Place and did not have a motion to approve the other four applications. The board approved the following nine applications for areas to be redesignated Great Places and did not have a motion to approve the other two applications. Designation areas, City of Marion, Applicant, City of Marion, Location, Marion. Designation area, City of Decorah, Applicant, City of Decorah, Location, Decorah. Designation area, City of Dubuque, Driftless, North End, Applicant, City of Dubuque, Location, Dubuque. Designation area, City of Coon Rapids and Winter Rock Conservancy, Applicant, City of Coon Rapids, Location, Coon Rapids. Designation area, City of Guttenberg, Applicant, City of Guttenberg, Location, Guttenberg. Designation area, Davenport Main Street Landing, Applicant, City of Davenport, Location, Davenport. Designation area, City of Perry, Applicant, City of Perry, Location, Perry. Designation area, Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty. Applicant, Iowa City, Coralville area. Location, Coralville. And designation area, Van Buren County. Applicant, Van Buren County Conservation Board. Location, Kiyosakwa. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, June 22, 2018. 
Iowa Finance Authority Special Board Meeting. The Iowa Finance Authority, IFA, board met on June 19, 2018 for a special session. The Board of Directors approved a plan to move the IFA office from its current location at 2015 Grand Avenue, Des Moines, Iowa, to a leased space in the building located at 1963 Bell Avenue, Des Moines, Iowa. The reaffirmation of the Board's initial decision was made after receiving a cost analysis from Public Financial Management Financial Advisors, LLC, PFM. The lease of the building was originally approved for execution by the IFA Board on February 7, 2018. The Board requested an additional third-party review of the associated costs of the move compared to staying at the current location at the Board's June 6, 2018 meeting. The PFM was engaged to analyze all short and long-term costs of rehabilitating the current office, installing an addition to the current building, or leasing. The report summarized in the table that accompanies this fiscal update article showed leasing the new space as the most cost-efficient option in year 10 with a total cost of $8.3 million. The report used $1.8 million as the estimated amount of net proceeds from the sale of the current location when analyzing the costs of the lease. However, the report did not take into account the net proceeds from the sale of the current location for the purpose of estimating interest costs when analyzing the costs of the lease. Finally, the report did not take into account the value of the property when analyzing the cost of remaining in the current location. Executive Summary 10 year all-in costs for facility options. Renovation of current building without addition, $10,745,281. Renovation of current building with addition, $11,244,740. Lease in new location, $8,310,508. 15-year all-in costs for facility options. Renovation of current building without addition, $12,063,324. Renovation of current building with addition, $12,562,783. Lease in new location, $12,581,652. And 20-year all-in costs for facility options. Renovation of current building without addition, $13,554,569. Renovation of current building with addition, $14,054,027. And lease in new location, $17,343,318. The IFA plans to relocate to the leased building by the end of the current calendar year. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 22, 2018, Executive Council Meeting, June 18, 2018. The Executive Council met on Monday, June 18, 2018. Auditor of State Mary Moseman, Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nyag, and Secretary of State Paul Pate joined the meeting via telephone. Litigation Expense Fund. The Council approved a transfer of $250,000 in unused litigation expense fund dollars from fiscal year 2018 to fiscal year 2019. Payment for expenses. A request for $17,033 from the Attorney General's Office 
for payment for expenses under Iowa Code Section 7D.10 was approved. Outside CPA Services. The Council approved an $89,705 request from Auditor of State Mary Moseman to employ the services of outside certified public accountant CPA firms to perform periodic examinations for 25 cities in fiscal year 2018. Leases. The Council approved $14,249 in lease fee payments for the Department of Natural Resources leases. Emergency allocations. The Council unanimously approved a total of $14,328 in emergency allocations, including the following two payments. The Department of Administrative Services requested $7,876 to cover equipment damage resulting from power outages at Ankeny Labs, and the Department of Natural Resources requested $6,472 for flood damage to Pikes Peak State Park and Yellow River State Forest. This request is for repair costs not covered by the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA. Cost payments. The Council approved a total of $67,421 in various cost payments. Payments include $12,924 for legal advice to the Office of the Chief Information Officer, OCIO. Funds for the payment will come from the OCIO. The next meeting of the Executive Council has not been scheduled at this time. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, June 25, 2018, Iowa Public Broadcasting Board Meeting, June 13, 2018. IPTV Board Meeting. The Iowa Public Broadcasting Board, which oversees Iowa Public Television, IPTV, met on June 13, 2018 at the IPTV headquarters in Johnston. During the meeting, the board received a report on statistics regarding IPTV's web, social media, and online viewing audience engagement in fiscal year 2018 and goals for fiscal year 2019. The board also received an update on state funding and reviewed a report of personnel changes. The following are other items that were addressed at the meeting. Appointments. The board approved the reappointment of Dave Busiak to a three-year term on the agency's editorial integrity board and approved a new appointment to that board, Linda O'Brien, to complete former board member Dan Miller's term through June 30, 2019. The board also approved the reappointment of the following people to the Iowa Public Television Foundation Friends Board. Beginning second term, Jackie Andrew, Stephanie Mendenhall, Myrna Vreplog, Kathleen Zier. Beginning fourth terms, David Stark, Kathy Whiteside. Beginning fifth terms, Kevin Cross, also a member of the Iowa Public Broadcasting Board, and Bill Tubbs. The board approved three new appointments to the foundation board, Dan Cook of Pella, Toby Joseph of West Des Moines, and Susan Olson of Greenfield. Foundation Fundraising Plan. Susan Moritz Scharnberg, IPTV Foundation President, presented information on fiscal year 2018 fundraising and goals for fiscal year 2019. To date, revenue in fiscal year 2018 has increased by 3.4% compared to fiscal year 2017, while expenses have been reduced 11%. The significant reduction in expenses resulted from the completion of a two-year neighborhood canvassing project in fiscal year 2017. The foundation gave $5.5 million to IPTV in fiscal year 2018, a new record. The endowment fund now exceeds 
$14 million. The foundation's fiscal year 2019 goal is to raise more than $8 million and to give IPTV $5 million. PBS Teacher Community Program. Mecca Wallace Spurgeon reported on her experiences as a teacher ambassador in the PBS Teacher Community Program. The program was launched by PBS Public Broadcasting Service in 2017 to improve academic success in rural communities where it can be a challenge to access the latest technology and resources. PBS awarded grants to five stations to hire teacher ambassadors to work in local rural communities. Besides IPTV, public television stations in Oregon, Montana, Idaho, and North Dakota received grants. For the past year, Ms. Wallace Spurgeon has worked with the Centerville Community School District. When she started, the district had 350 students sharing 24 devices. The school board soon approved $150,000 for the purchase of Chromebooks for every student. Ms. Wallace Spurgeon has provided a variety of professional development opportunities for Centerville teachers. She also began detailed data collection on technology usage that is showing a shift from teachers using technology to students using technology. In the coming school year, Ms. Wallace Spurgeon plans to help teachers develop an instructional technology plan and to use technology effectively with elementary school children. She is also spearheading a plan to reinvent learning space with the Howard Middle School Library. The next meeting of the board is scheduled for August 14, 2018 at 10 a.m. at IPTV in Johnston. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 25, 2018, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, board met on June 22, 2018 and took the following actions. Direct financial assistance and tax benefits. The board approved five projects for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 277 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $193 million in new capital investments. Contracts. The board approved contract signing extensions for three projects and amendments for eight contracts. Angel Investor Tax Credit Certificates. The board approved adding $1,200 to the Angel Investor Tax Credit Certificates waiting list. Sioux City Reinvestment District. The board approved a time extension for the Sioux City Reinvestment District to comply with contract contingencies. Tax Credit Allocation Plan. The board approved the same allocation of the $155 million tax credits for fiscal year 2019 as is allocated for fiscal year 2018. Financial Summary. The board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of May 31, 2018, the following amounts remain unobligated. General Fund Operations Fiscal Year 2018 $3.8 million, High Quality Jobs Program Fiscal Year 2018 $4.1 million, and Tax Credit Cap Fiscal Year 2018 Allocation $54.8 million. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, June 28, 2018. Executive Council Meeting, June 25, 2018. 
The Executive Council met on Monday, June 25, 2018. Governor Kim Reynolds was not present at the meeting and did not participate in voting matters. All other members were present. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. On behalf of the Department of Human Services, Christy Templeton presented a request for resolution of funds in the amount of $260,000 pursuant to Iowa Code Section 29C.20A regarding the Governor's proclamation of a state of disaster emergency for Almakee, Bremer, Chickasaw, Sarah Gordo, Floyd, Hamilton, Howard, O'Brien, and Winnesheet counties. These counties suffered damage from severe storms in June 2018. The Council unanimously approved this request. The Council approved a total of approximately $336,000 in emergency allocations, including an allocation of approximately $331,000 to the Iowa Veterans Home to cover repair costs associated with wind damage in May 2017. The Council denied an emergency allocation of approximately $1,200 requested by the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, to cover rain damage at the Volga River State Recreation Area. The Auditor of State recommended that the Council deny this request as the costs provided by the DNR do not reach the minimum threshold of $2,000. And the Council also approved a total of approximately $12,600 in various cost payments, including a payment of approximately $5,200 to Lamarca and Landry PC for litigation costs associated with the civil rights complaint case Godfrey v. State of Iowa and repair costs totaling approximately $3,700 as requested by the Department of Corrections to cover storm damage sustained by the Mental Health Institute building roof and chimney. The next meeting of the Executive Council has not been scheduled at this time. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458.